Welcome to Hydrate Level 4. This is your host, Peter. I am joined by James, John, and we just got out of Southpaw. Uh, now, this wasn't something that we had planned to go watch at the um, uh, at all. Uh, it was actually on a whim, you know, and we we, we were... for free. <laughs> okay, yeah, we got in for free, that too. Um, we were actually going to go watch Trainwreck, well, which was sold out. And I know Rotten Tomatoes kind of didn't give this a very favorable score, and... I don't know. I, I think I kind of saw somewhere where uh, there weren't a whole lot of good reviews on it, but we watched it anyway, and we want to give a non-spoiler, um, I guess you can call it recommendation. Uh, what I'll do is we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it, play some music, and then I myself will um, kind of get into some of the details about the movie. So if you haven't seen the movie, I would advise to not stay uh, past that point. But uh, the movie is Southpaw. Uh, directed by Anton Fuqua, I, I I don't know how to pronounce it, but you know, um, it stars Jake Gyllenhaal, Forrest Whitaker, Fifty Cent is in it. Um, probably before he went bankrupt, uh, Rachel McAdams. Who, anybody else that was in there? Um, the big players. That's all I could think of uh, at the moment. But oh, um, initial thoughts. What did you think, James? Uh, initial thought, I thought it was better than I was expecting because I, I did hear about the bad reviews. Um, but overall, I would say I'd probably wait to DVD um, if you're like a, a fighting movie, boxing movie fan. Okay. Um, well, I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was very, very typical of a boxing fighting movie, but it was uh, kind of a refresher because you haven't really seen a movie like that in quite a while. Uh, not since like Warrior or like Rocky. Oh right. Yeah. You know, and I kind of uh, I saw a headline for an article about this movie saying that it's like the modern day Rocky. Do, would you kind of agree with that? Yeah, I would agree with that stylistically and kind of where the story went with the underdog. Right. You can draw a lot of comparisons to that movie. Yeah, definitely. Um, I had a, we talked about this right uh, as we walked out of the movie. I didn't know, well, I, I guess I forgot that Eminem did a song for this movie. And I had a, like an eight mile vibe, you know, throughout this movie. And then like the song came on during the training montage. And I was like, oh, that's right. You know, and Jake Gyllenhaal has been wearing a, a, a hoodie throughout the movie. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's basically what I expected. I actually thought I wasn't going to like it just based off of the reviews. But I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed it a lot. To, to, to be honest, um, I wonder if it's because maybe we were all disappointed by the uh, Pacquiao fight, <laughs> May Mayweather. That could be it. And uh, this was basically what we hoped that fight would have been, uh, to, yeah. to, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but the story, you know, it, uh, I, I don't, I don't want to even kind of give a, a, a plot summary because I, I went in kind of non-spoiler. Did you guys see any of the um, trailers? I, I did see a trailer. So um, one of the major events that happened in the beginning of the movie was on the, uh, was, was on the trailer so okay. I kind of that kind of ruined that for you for me yeah yeah I saw a trailer for it too but then I totally forgot about it didn't okay. even realize what we were watching when we walked in to watch it <laughs> yeah I uh, I did not see one trailer for this movie but uh, I might have seen a teaser 
I might have seen a teaser, but not an entire trailer. So I know that uh, David, he's not with us, but he had mentioned that, yeah, something that happens in the movie, he did see in the trailer. So uh, that was a little spoiler. And that's something that they've kind of been doing lately with a lot of movies, kind of throwing in some, some stuff in the trailer to kind of bring people in. Um, and I'll just kind of leave it at that for now because I'll, I'll talk about that in the in the spoiler section. Um, James, you said wait for the um, like the home, the DVD, yeah, the home yeah. release. John, what do you say? Um, I'd say go watch it in the theater. They made the movie very predictable, but it was very enjoyable for some reason. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I will uh, too say you know it's worth watching in the theater for sure. I I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, uh, that's not a bad word. I could say that. Uh, but if you guys, 50 push-ups. 50 push-ups, right. <laughs> you guys would get that if you saw the movie. But um, uh, do you guys want to give like some kind of star rating, uh, like out of five? All right, yeah, five. I'll uh, give it a uh, three out of five. I'm going to give it a little bit of a higher score than that. I actually really, really enjoyed it. I'd give it maybe a four out of five. I, I'm going to go with a four out of five as well. I Like I said, I, I think it's because I just, just kind of expected to not like it a whole lot and and I did you know like John already mentioned that it's a little predictable it's a lot of predictable uh, really but there, there's a lot of good scenes it, you know bring tissues um, for, for the sensitive ones uh, I know I had a box with me um, but yeah, yeah f- two four out of fives and one three out of five uh, take that as decent rating yeah, I, th- I think that's pretty fair. You know, that's it's mixed reviews, right? Just like everybody else. Um, so yeah, uh, John and I, we recommend it. Go ahead, watch it in the theater. James, say wait for DVD. Uh, would you buy this, James? I would not buy it. You would not buy it. Uh, I would wait for it to come out on Netflix. But would you buy yeah. it? Yeah. I don't really buy movies, but yeah, I guess I would. Okay. Yeah. Would I buy it? Um, that's a tough one to say. I would watch this again. You know, rewatchability. I, you know, maybe I would if it was if it was on sale. Maybe um, I, I wouldn't buy it when it first comes out. You know, like during Black Friday or something like that. I'd buy it to to own it. I think it's worth a watch. Um, I wouldn't watch it a lot. You know, but but I really enjoyed it. It's it's a dramatic movie. It's not going to win anything. You know, I I think everybody knows what this movie is, uh, and that's what you can expect from it. I'll just kind of leave it at that, I guess. I, I don't want to spoil too much, and I'll just kind of get into it um, to m- more of the details on my own. Uh, so uh, thank you, gentlemen, for for spending a little time with me after the movie. And for the listeners, this is your chance to pause if you have not seen the movie because I'm going to uh, talk a little bit about it. Hopefully you've seen the movie if you have decided to stay uh, till this point. Um, I've been sitting here for the last half hour or so trying to gather my thoughts uh, about this movie because I am doing this part alone. Uh, I've done you know some of the reviews by myself before and most of them have been kind of short. Uh, this one, I don't want it to be too short because I do want to talk a little bit about it. Um, you know, I was hoping to talk about about it with somebody but you know it was getting kind of late it's 3 a.m right now um and i'm still up you know but it's i enjoyed this movie so much that i do did want to talk about it 
you know, um, again, I had no intentions on doing a review for this movie. Um, I had mentioned earlier that uh, earlier in the day we were going to go watch Trainwreck um, because also on Twitter I had seen that, you know, Rotten Tomatoes, uh, you know, it said that Southpaw had a, uh, a rotten score. And then later on in the evening, I thought uh, Mike over at War Machine vs. War Horse had already seen it. So I texted him, hey, Trainwreck or um, Southpaw. And he was like, well, according to the reviews, you know, go with Trainwreck. And I texted uh, Carly, who I knew was going to be a guest on uh, Mike's show. And they were going to discuss this movie as well. I texted her asking her the same thing. And unfortunately, she, she didn't get back to me in time. Um, but I guess it kind of worked out because we, my friends and I, we, you know, kind of talked about it and we're like, Hey, you know, let's go watch a movie. And we were going to go watch Trainwreck, but I guess it, it was sold out. And so we're like, you know, let's go watch Southpaw instead. And, uh, we actually knew somebody at the theater who, um, you know, hooked us up and I guess they just, yeah, they, they said that, um, Trainwreck was sold out. So we went to watch Southpaw and, I didn't think I was going to dislike the movie in any way. I, I knew I would like something about it, but I just kind of had low expectations, you know, because I, I forget the score that Rotten Tomato gave it, and I thought it was kind of low, and I was like, wow, that's did not expect that at all. And, yeah, I guess that shows, you know, don't always judge, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> ratings by the critics, I, I suppose. But, I mean, this movie is full of cliches. You know, it, it it's not telling us anything new, um, nothing was shown in here that has not been done already, but this to me was still very entertaining. I thought it had a very good story to tell, you know, with Jake Gyllenhaal playing Billy Hope and, uh, you know, he, he, uh, let me see, his, his wife dies. Okay. That I was, I didn't know that, um, with the story. Let's, let's talk about the story and, and what I actually knew, um, all I knew was Jake Gyllenhaal was coming out with a boxing movie. I didn't watch any trailers. Uh, I mentioned in the non-spoiler review that I might have seen a teaser, which, after thinking about it, I don't even think I, I saw that. I think I've only seen images, you know, released online, you know, just stills, um, you know, just him and his abs, right? You know, I got a bit of a man crush uh, on Jake Gyllenhaal, um, and <laughs> I posted on Facebook that uh, I was in it, uh, in the movie just to watch his abs. Um, but I had no idea what it was about. I think I remember seeing an image of Hall's character, Billy, and his daughter, Layla. Uh, I think it was... I don't, I don't even remember the setting, but I remember he didn't have a shirt on, so it was probably the locker room. So I remember seeing an image of that, and I... Th- you know, I didn't dwell on it too much, but I was just like, oh, you know, it's about him and his daughter. So I never you know, paid any attention to the casting or anything like that. So sitting there in the movie theater and looking, watching the credits, Jake Gyllenhaal, obviously, and then it said Forrest Whitaker. I go, oh, he's in here. And then it said Rachel McAdams. I go, oh, she's in here. I, I, What is she, the girlfriend or something? 
And then it said 50 Cent. I go, what? <laughs> you know, so I was very surprised. And then Victor Ortiz, I was like, well, wait a minute. That, that's a boxer. It's, it's, it's you know, Jake Gyllenhaal going to be fighting Victor? I, so it was just, I was very surprised with some of the castings because I, I just had no idea. I didn't do any research. Again, I had no intentions on doing a review so I just I didn't pay any mind to it. I was just gonna I was just gonna wait for it to come out on DVD to watch it. You know, if if enough people were like, yeah, it, it's worth a watch. So completely on a whim, me and some friends, we went to go watch the movie, and we all enjoyed it. Um, doing a little research, you know, prior to recording, you know, and and again in the non spoiler review, I had mentioned that it got an eight mile vibe, and. You know, I was not far off at all whatsoever. Apparently, in early productions, they wanted Eminem to play the lead role, which I don't... I'm not even going to go there. I mean, Eminem's fine in the movie 8 Mile. Matter of fact, I, I like the movie 8 Mile. You know, I, I, I like I like Southpaw as much as I like 8 Mile. They're both good to me. Okay, I, I own 8 Mile. Um, there's a lot of scenes and quotes I, I like from that movie. Same thing with this one. You know, I can see this eventually being, I wouldn't say it's quotable, but there's some lines in here that make you laugh and that are kind of memorable. But again, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say that like I love this movie. I, I don't love this movie. I just I just enjoyed it. I had a good time watching this. Uh, one of my friends who did not, uh, David, he, he left after the movie, but he actually um, you know, had a little bit of issues with some pacing uh, he, the well pacing issues. He he says some scenes were just a little too long. I thought it was fine. I I thought everything was just fine about this movie. Um, though I have some issues with certain things, which I will get into. But um, the title Southpaw. You, you know, I I know what the Southpaw uh, stance is. I mean, I, I don't know my boxing terms, so forgive me. I I, I know it's um. You know, somebody that hits left-handed. You know, it's 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 harder to do if you're a right-handed person. So, I'm not. A, I'm usually not a big fan of movies that uh, title drop. You know, in their movies. But I guess this was kind of unavoidable. But it came at you know towards the end, and it's said by um, uh, Forrest Whitaker's character Tick. And I'm just like, oh, you know, it took me out just a moment. I'm like, oh, okay, they said the title of the movie, but you know, it, it it's fine. That 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 wasn't that bad. But the story about this um, kind of hits close to home for me a, l- a little bit. Well, I guess kind of a lot. Uh, for those that did not listen to my Hard to Kill episode uh, with uh, John Christopher from uh, the Liquor Run podcast, I kind of talked a little bit about my story with Phoenix and how this podcast got started. In Southpaw, Jake Gyllenhaal's character, he loses his wife, which was totally unexpected. However, you know, during the movie, I sat there thinking about the clues that this movie gave us. And I'm just like, oh, okay. It's not the strongest storytelling because they were giving you the clues. And for those that were looking for it, they knew something would happen. Um, but but again, I guess a lot of people do know because, you know, they you guys probably seen the trailers, which I have not. And I don't know how many of the trailers actually show the death of uh, Richard McAdams' character. So that came out of left field for me. But thinking back you know you get all these scenes building up like oh they're such a great couple oh he loves her so much she loves him so much and when she dies you know it's supposed to hit you but if you show that in the trailer i think it kind of loses its effect but you know so so i didn't see the trailer so it it, it worked for me and i'm just like well well, damn she died and that kind of made sense because i just i i 
it, it just made sense to me. You know, I, I I can't put things into words as well as my counterparts at followingfilms.com. But the whole thing with him um, turning to drugs and alcohol, you know, uh, coping with uh, the death of his wife, lose, leads him to lose his daughter to uh, protective custodies. And obviously, you know, um, he loses everything afterwards, which is a complete turnaround, right, from the, the Rocky story where he started from the bottom, you know, and uh, he worked his way up and then eventually loses everything in, I think, part five, right? And so I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that Hall's character was already established, you know, and I think his record was like 43-0 and 0 or 48-0. No, it's 40-something and 0. So I, I didn't know he was already at the peak of his, you know, career. Uh, there's a line that... Um, 50 Cent, who plays jo- uh, Jordan Maines, who I-, I believe is his manager, mentions that uh, Hall's character has been fighting him- for him for 10 years. So he's been doing this for a while, and, you know, he's got a nice home, he's got all this money. I didn't even know that about the character. I assumed that he was going to be an up-and-comer, you know, like an underdog story, which it still kind of is, because he just loses everything and has to start all over from scratch. You know, basically, he tries to fight for his daughter, and I and I know a little bit about fighting for your kid. Um, again, for those that didn't listen to that episode, uh, this you know, gonna turn this into a little bit of a negative Nancy here. But um, uh, Phoenix was abducted by his mother back in two thousand eight, and so I lost Phoenix for a few months, and I did everything I could. To get him back, uh, legal, you know, I went through the the National Center for Missing and Missing and Exploited Children. Um, I, you know, I had a detective working on my case and all that. So it's it's a little bit different circumstances, but it's basically the same thing. My son was taken away from me, and I did everything I could to get him back. And that's you know, a few years later, ultimately, I I do this podcast is. Is just something I created so that way I can always have something with Phoenix you know he's grown up now he does his own thing and I you know I have a couple other kids that I you know also do things with but Phoenix being the oldest I've always told him look you know the younger ones are gonna need uh, more of my attention and I started this podcast so that way it's something that I can still do with Phoenix. It's still something that we can kind of count on. And I guess I never really thought about his extracurricular um, activities that he does. You know, the camps during the summers, the uh, the sports that he was doing back in the day. And so he's just been uh, extremely active, and I couldn't even uh, be more proud. And so that's why he hasn't been on a lot uh, a lot of episodes, uh, you know, in the last few months because of all of that. So the story of this w- with him fighting for his daughter, it really hit me. And, you know, I don't know how, you know, viewers, you know, thought about the scenes of him and his daughter, you know, the constant bickering. I can see people thinking that maybe the daughter is a little much, but, you know, I thought I thought she was really good. And the um, the actress here, it looks like her name is pronounced Una Lawrence, uh, who plays uh, Layla Hope. And um, I did a little digging, and apparently she's kind of known for um, her role as Matilda on Broadway, and I think she's won a t- uh, won a Tony for for that role. So good on her. You know, I thought she did pretty good, and she actually kind of kind of has a, a little um, 
Rachel McAdams, you know, face a little bit with like Jalen Hall's eyes. So I, I could totally believe that she's their daughter. So um, I, I thought she did fine. I, I thought she did a really good job. Uh, one of my favorite scenes with her is the, the part where she was just, uh, you know, slapping Jalen Hall in the face. You know, uh, basically, basically blaming him for their predicament, for everything that they'd gone through. She blames him for the death of her mom, um, and it's it's totally cliche you, you you see the you hear this line in so many movies where she was just like you know you're the one that sh- sh- it should have been you you should have died you know we see that all the time and every time you know it, it's not always effective but this works for me and i can always you know i kind of i just put myself in his shoes it's like you know you're about to lose your daughter you got to do everything you can to get her back um so i don't know the so so i i was fine with the story i thought it was really good um, you know, people are making the comparisons that it's just like Rocky, and you, you know what? So what? I, I I think that the story is still well told. If you called this Rocky and said it was a remake, people are gonna piss all over it and say this movie sucks. You know, and all those things. Like, you know, so I I think I think that's fine. They took elements from the Rocky franchise. You know, from all the movies down to the mon- uh, mont montages. You know, where you see um. Uh, Billy, Billy Hope, you know, he goes back to, uh, well, he doesn't go back to a gym, but I mean, because this wasn't his trainer before, I believe. He, the, the, the Hall goes to Tick Wills because he trained a boxer, the only boxer, I guess, that actually knocked him out, which, um, Billy's, uh, Billy says that, you know, it was, it was rigged or whatever. And so anyway, that, you know, was very similar to to Rocky, where he kind of goes back to to get a new trainer, and uh, basically using a gym with like the amenities are all need replacing, right? There, the 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 gloves aren't so well, and the the gym isn't the cleanest. You know, it's kind of a hole in the wall, right? And then you see the the other guy, um, Miguel Escobar, who's the other fighter. He's you know in a nice nicer gym. Uh, not quite as nice as the one in Rocky Four, but you know you you get the comparisons just like that, and uh, the um, you know a couple of the the different training methods that were used were a little bit different. So I don't know. I I, I ate it up. I I really enjoyed this movie. Um, but the the other fighter Escobar there, I I thought he was a natural fighter. Uh, apparently he's he he's done some things, but probably more known for um, his role on The Strain. Uh, I don't watch that show, so, but uh, he he's, you know, in quite a bit of the episodes in there. But um, I I like the scene where he interrupts the uh, the press conference. Who are you gonna fight? You know that's really Jordan. I think I know one. Me. I mean, all the fans around the world they want to see it. I mean, y'all tell me, who else is there? Your crew knows it. All these beautiful people in here know it. I know it. I just want to know why you won't give me my shot. All I want is my shot. I just want my I'm shot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Who are you? <laughs> and I don't know. You, at this point, it was you already knew. Oh, this is the guy that he's gonna fight at the end, right? Everything's cookie cutter, uh, very formulaic. Um, you know, cliche. I, I can't say that stuff enough. You know, and usually that's a formula itself to to be a, a failure and maybe that's why critics gave it such you know kind of a low review it wasn't bad you know but but to me i was like yeah you know it's completely completely fine it's it's really hard to do a lot of new things with 
boxing movies in particular. I mean, I I, I don't know. I, I'm a casual watcher anyway. I just I felt passionate about, enough about this movie that I, I kind of want to uh, put my thoughts on and you know share it with anybody that wants to listen to it. Um, now some of the other characters. Okay, uh, I mentioned you know the the main cast basically. Now, 50 Cent, I, I actually thought he was pretty good. Um, I kind of liked him in the first half of the movie. Uh, I know the second half, he wasn't really in it, but his, um, after he drops Billy, well, yeah, he drops Billy. Does he drop Billy? Or did, Well, Billy, no, Billy quits. Yeah, Billy quits, and uh, uh, 50 ha- had a pretty funny line where he tells like his security to follow him and make sure that he doesn't like uh, break anything on the way out. But um, yeah, I, I like some of his scenes, uh, especially uh, the one scene where he's talking to um, Billy. Look, I'm not gonna pretend I, I know the pain you're going through, but I do know for you to get through it, you're gonna have to get back in that ring. No, Mo doesn't want me to sign that. No, Mo didn't want you to sign it then. Now she would want you to actually sign the contract. Mo, you say that. Billy, every time I seen you fight, you climbed in there alone. Every time you bled, you bled your blood. When you sat down on that stool and it felt like death and you thought you couldn't get up, but you got up, you did that. You need to get back to that. You want Layla to grow up the way you grew up? You want it in the streets? And, yeah, it's, you know, he, he wasn't doing a whole lot, but just, I, I was a little impressed because I haven't really been impressed with anything 50 Cent has done uh, as far as his acting goes. You know, I've seen a good chunk of his movies and you know I I haven't watched any of them again so but yeah he, you know he did fine in this one now some of the subplots that they had in here well, I guess I wouldn't really call them subplots but there were some things in here that I was just, just kind of scratching my head on now I, there's one point where uh Layla was talking to her mom uh Mo uh which is short for Maureen uh there was a line that she dropped basically she knew um Billy's entourage, right? She says something and John John. Well, John John is the the, the character who uh, Billy kind of blames for the death of Mo because apparently he was supposed to have, um, you know, looked out for her. And I, it's a little unclear to me as to where he was and wasn't there to kind of uh, protect Maureen. Um, but him and Billy get into a little fight. Billy blames him, it's like you know, I, you know, basically, I don't want you a part of my life anymore. But later on, he's the the one guy that is still there. But he only gives Billy a ride to um, Tick's gym, you know. So I'm like, okay, so his character wasn't fleshed out at all, and I thought that he would be. You know, I I thought he would maybe be the one guy that is still going to be in his corner to help him through his troubles. And, you know, I I, I don't know. And uh, there's a thing with um, Billy giving his, you know, crew uh, Cartier watches, you know, and that's never brought back again. And so th- there were all these little things that I was just like, oh, okay, he gave him a watch. Maybe maybe he will pawn the watch and give Billy the money to to help help, help him get by. It's what what's the word here? It's a MacGuffin. I mean, I, maybe it's not a MacGuffin, but it's just these little things. I've, I just kept on thinking that it's going to come back, and they never did. Uh, the casting of Rita Ora, you know, I think most people kind of know her for the um, her part in um, Izzy Azeg. Iggy Azalea's song uh, Black Widow um, and so she's a singer and she plays the 
kind of the the wife to I believe uh, Miguel Escobar's brother Hector, which I didn't know it was his brother that that supposedly shot uh, Mo, and um, oh, and that's another thing that they didn't touch on where Hector is the one that shoots her. And then uh, Miguel's like, w- w- what are you doing? Give me the gun. So you see Miguel take the gun. He gives it to somebody else to run out of the building. That never comes back. Okay. So we never hear if Hector was, um, you know, arrested on charges of, you know, attempted murder or not attempted murder, but allegedly murdering Mo, uh, f- you know, for shooting her. So there's all these little things that they never call back to. And I, I think putting those in there and calling back to them could have made this movie that much stronger. Maybe the critics would have liked it a little bit better because those were some of the things that I kind of picked up on that they never touched up on. So the other thing that kind of, that I kind of had issue with, there was a kid in the gym um, that Billy kind of befriends and his name is Hoppy. As a kid that, uh, you know, was taking a liking to Billy's character and he was, you know, sort of, starting to form a bit of a relationship and then he ends up dying uh, while protecting his mom you know off screen so we don't get to see that and the death of Hoppy kind of motivates uh, Whitaker's character uh, Tick Willis or Tick Wills to actually train or to continue help training uh, Billy ultimately you know going to Vegas with him for for the big fight at the end that I thought was weak. I don't know why there had to be Hoppy. <laughs> you know, um, the name. First off, the name is stupid, um, and his character was not fleshed out as well. We we knew that he came from a broken home, um, and his uh, you know his dad's abusive and uh, was you know he, he was trying to fend his mom you know and and uh, got killed in the way uh, by his own father. I I just think that motivation for Tick wills to to actually uh, go ahead and help out billy that i just found that very weak because you know tick tells billy early on like look i don't train pro fighters and then you know billy's like but but i'm not you know he, he lost his fi- uh, license title shot vegas six weeks really six weeks you know what that's about right yeah he's gonna sell it like it's uh, a revenge match yeah. I gotta make some money, man. I can't lose my girl. This man right here, you fell down to the ground, he just stepped right over you. He fixes fights. He's a liar. Yeah, look, I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about you. I can't do this without you. And I can't do this with you. Why? I don't train profiles. What you saying to me that if, if someone came in and offered the boys a pro shot, you wouldn't give it to him? All I need is six weeks. I need six weeks. I'll give you my everything. You get my everything. This is about my family. So this whole thing going to Vegas, you know, Tick told him again, I will not do it. And, right, that's one thing, you know, somebody says that they won't do something, they're eventually going to do it. Again, very cliche. But I just felt that the motivation was just really, really weak. Um, but Forrest Whitaker, I thought he did a really good job. Um, you know, I don't think he was terrible. Uh, to be honest, I, I don't think anybody was really terrible. It's fine for what the movie is. I mean, if, uh, again, I keep drawing comparisons to 8 Mile, but if you think about 8 Mile, like the movie was fine. Nobody acted their, their ass off, but, you know, they 
they weren't terrible. <laughs> but I could have used uh, a Cheddar Bob in this movie. Uh, shout out again to War Machine vs. War Horse. We talked about that uh, in um, in Jarhead. Which, again, oh, Jarhead. Jake Gyllenhaal basically almost kind of plays a similar character. I loved his character in Jarhead, too. So it's it's um, like the, the scenes where he gets really... You know, frustrated after taunting his opponents or getting hits and things like that, he does this you know shouting thing where his eyes are just extremely big, and it just kind of reminded me of Jarhead a little bit. And it was it was really nice to see the contrast in his performance in this movie um, versus uh, Nightcrawler again, uh, a movie I I just love that came out in 2014, um, which I also reviewed with Mike from War Machine versus Warhorse. Uh, so that was my issues with that. Now the the music. I didn't know that James Horner uh, scored the music in here, which you know shows that they were really trying to do their due diligence. You know, with with the casting and hiring of, of people to work on the movie. And um, again, with the whole Eminem thing, I, uh, apparently he also executive produced the soundtrack. You know, so you got a couple songs of his that were on here, uh, which one of them is called like. Uh, it had the word kings in it, but it reminded me of Miguel Escobar's tattoo on his back where it says uh, King of Kings. And um, Jake Gyllenhaal's tattoo on his back says Fear No Man. And I don't know. I, it, it's just cliche, right? Boxers have, have tattoos, you know. Um, and I guess I didn't really talk about um, the scenes with the daughter too much, but it, she did a really good job. I mean, and this this... I felt like they were intentionally trying really hard, you know, to pull at the the heartstrings a lot in this. And some can probably say a little too much, but it was fine with me. I I got teary-eyed a few scenes, you know. It, it's really touching. And I guess the only issue I had with the daughter was sometimes it, it seemed like she just wasn't sure whether or not she was pissed off at him or if she loved him because... He would come to see her, and then she'd be like, okay, when are we getting out? You know, oh, I, I can't get you out. And then she'll get mad and start slapping him, and, and then he'll, you know, he, you know, she won't want to see him when he comes to visit her. So the visitation stuff with, with the daughter, it, it was just kind of confusing at times because I was never really sure, certain, I guess, with where uh, the, the daughter was with everything. I mean, we, I guess we're supposed to get that, yeah, she blames him, but then there's parts where, you know, she thinks that she's going to be able to go see him fight. And then she gets excited about it. And when he's like, well, no, your mom never wanted you to watch me. And then she'll get mad again. And then, you know, and all these things. So th- that was kind of confusing, that, you know, that stuff. Um, but I don't know. Maybe that could have been a little bit cleaner. And I guess the my thoughts on the end fight, I actually thought uh, Escobar was going to win. Um you know, there were some points where I was like, yeah, you know, it's going to be really cliche and he's going to win, right? But they have done that, um, you know, and I don't want to spoil any other boxing movies, but there have been some movies where I've seen where you thought that the, um, and I guess it's not always boxing, it's been like sports movies too, where you're like, oh, the underdog is going to completely win and then he loses at the end. So I, I had, I thought that he was going to win and, um, oh, I'm sorry, lose and but but he wins and you know that's fine but the the point the point that the part that got me was when um escobar goes down you know at like 10 seconds left of of the 12th round or something 
and they say, oh, he, he, he got saved by the bell. So I'm like, oh, you know what? That's going to be the, the technicality or whatever. Um, I, I don't know. They, I, I thought something there was supposed to throw us off and then Escobar was going to win by some kind of technicality. Um, so I'm glad that they awarded Billy, you know, the points to, to actually win. And I was fine with that because in this movie where you're trying to tug at our heartstrings from, you know, the entire movie, give us a happy ending at least, you know, for, for this cliche movie. So yeah, I was completely fine with that. And, you know, we even had a karate kid moment too, you know, where, where you're supposed to do this one thing and, and you, if you connect just right, you will win. And that's exactly what happened. So we got a you know, fist pump in the air type type of moment too. So, you know, it was really fun. That's that's basically it. I I, I liked the movie. I just had no one to talk to uh, about it, and I just wanted to put my thoughts on. So, hopefully, if you're still listening, that you've already seen this movie, and and um, you know, if you feel uh, completely different, you know, if you have different opinions about the movie, I'd love to hear them. Um, if you agree with anything I said, I'd like to hear that too. You know, uh, hit me up on on the email, uh, hlfpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at hlfpodcast. Uh, all of our podcasts you can, can be found on followingfilms.com, along with War Machine vs. War Horse, Pop Culture Case Study with David, The True Bromance Film Podcast with Hiro and Barry, uh, also on Original Remake with uh, Mike and myself, and also uh, Following Films Pod with Chris. All those shows you can find on that website. And for those that uh, do follow the show, got a couple of episodes coming up with Phoenix in the month of August. Uh, I got a really special episode coming up um, pretty soon. It's an interview. Uh, that's a teaser there. But also coming up, I'll, I'll have uh, an updated intro, a new bumper song, and um, just, you know, kind of kind of changing up a little bit, but not so much where it's completely different. So I hope you guys are looking forward to that. Uh, and until the next episode, I'm Peter, and this is Hydrate Level 4. I am Situation that you ever had to respond to is adverse. Messiest thing you've ever gone through is your purse. Yeah, I don't cry like hell, and I might as well hang it up like a shell. Gotta keep wrong with it evolve. Cause you can keep throwing shit at the wall, but you're gonna find that nothing's gonna stick until you apply yourself. Time to slip in that zone till I find myself inside the realm of the unknown and boldly go in the waters where nobody else has gone before. I'm willing to go uncharted, feeling it so calm. I'm feeling myself all the time. Sometimes I gotta remind myself that I am free. Every ounce of my blood, every breath in my lungs, won't stop until.